So hoping my stand doesn't fall off. Okay. You know what? If it falls off again, it was meant to be. It was. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, the people in the audio did not get to see or experience your frustrated faces that you made while your microphone fell off. Yes. And yeah. I laughed about it all week long. Was I, very I was very loose last time, and it decided not to stay on the entire time. So I had to hold it up for forty five minutes, and while trying to reattach it, and it was a nightmare. <clears throat> that being said, it's firmly affixed for the moment. Did you did you attach it any differently or or not? Because I mean, last time, guys, by the end, those of you that just listen, he was he was holding an entire stand in his hands. It was great. Yeah, um, it's attached at a different angle. I didn't like do any like hard fixing that I could have, um, but I might not have to. We'll see. This might work. If not, I'll be holding it again, and then I will freaking weld that sucker on there. It still sounds better than your headset did, and we can all just be thankful That's for true. that because it was that pretty high true. pitched, and you don't have a high pitched voice. That is a gift. That is so a maybe gift this week when you had water in your walls and fixing oh. things, it was high pitched. Dude, this week was so hard. Guys, this Curtis has had a hard, hard week when it comes to so water. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird I, uh, because I got gutters installed this week. It was just a really water-themed week. Yeah. So. Well, which is really great you had gutters installed, but I think it happened like the day after you had, there was a monsoon, right? Yeah, but we also found out that the roof didn't have any leaks, so that was good. And today it good. was still raining pretty hard, and we got mm-hmm. to see that the gutters worked. So, oh, man. Yeah, that is always a plus. That's always a benefit. Um, yeah, this week, uh, well, so last week, I think it was basically last week, right? I had to replace my water heater because it was getting, it was 25 years old and yeah, it was running out. A few years. Time. And it was leaking from the bottom, or so I thought. And anytime we run the hot water, you know, we'd get brown water out because it's all that sediment. Well, <clears throat> I was like, okay, that's it. It's leaking. Brown water, time to replace it. So I replaced the water heater and then everything was going good, I thought. And then I noticed that the water underneath the stand was actually leaking at a faster pace than what it had been before. And I'm like, oh, no. And I looked on the pan that the water heater was sitting on, and there was no water on the pan. So I was like, shoot. So I looked behind, and I could tell it was actually coming from the drywall. Which so was no longer dry. Do, which is a wet wall. <laughs> terrible name so for it. So terrible. And that same day, I was trying to prepare for the next day because I was supposed to have concrete come get poured on my house because I knew there was a monsoon coming the next day. And anyhow, it all turned into a storm where I had to disconnect and take out the water heater and it turned into a nightmare. But everything's fixed now. I had an emergency plumber visit because I had to turn the water off to the house and get it back going before I had to Sorry. cause other stuff. But everything's good now um, good. for the moment. Yeah, until so you have to pay that bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but what I can say is at least things aren't as rough for me as what they are for koalas right now in Australia. Oh my gosh. Yes. Ah, oh, the good, the good transition. This was just, this was just surprising to me. I didn't know life was so hard for koalas right now, but apparently a third of all koalas have died in the past couple of years. Well, it's probably a from all those of fires, remember? Cause they don't have a habitat. Yeah, that's exactly it. So it was a combination of the drought because australia has been through some pretty heavy droughts in this past couple of years bushfires and developers have been cutting down their habitat their trees um but anyways that's caused a 41 percent drop in koalas since 2018 which is like out of all the animals that are out there i don't know if you've ever seen a koala or petted a koala i mean i've seen literally them, but I... like a teddy bear just the nicest little thing yeah but they're you know? like they're not, I mean, they wouldn't be nice. Like you think that of a raccoon too, but if you get close enough to them, they'll chew your face off. And I feel that is how a koala bear may mm. react to me. Should I get close enough to it? It just like a teddy bear. We say, we always say he's like a teddy bear. <clears throat> teddy bears do not represent real bears in any sh- way, shape or form, except for that. They sort of look like them. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you tried to treat an actual bear like a teddy bear, it would not be a good situation. Yeah. So. Well, and the thing with, with koalas is, you know, the one that I saw was in a, you know, a controlled environment. So natural or wild koalas probably aren't as friendly. Like, um, like also, bears. one of the crazy things about koala um, is koalas are one of the most highly um, impacted 
animals by STDs, specifically yeah. chlamydia. We've talked about that before here. It's just crazy. Yeah, that's weird. It's crazy. Yeah. You think koalas have such rampant chlamydia. Like, I don't know, you know where what? that came from. They get around, and apparently they need two more because they're dying off too quickly. You know, I was talking to our friend Jana, who's been on here before, and he was he has recently become a full-fledged citizen. Congratulations right. to him for that. Congrats, he broadcast Jono. that out to Facebook, and we're so happy to have him. And I made the joke this weekend that he had forgotten the metric system entirely because that's a requirement to be fully American and uh or USA and whatever. It's called uh He's here. what is it? What is that? It's a new what's it called? Not the metric. The US oh. measuring system. It's called the the it's the, the Imperial. Royal Imperial. Imperial. Yeah. I'm super close. Uh, but, but then he was talking about how crazy we are about bald eagles, which I agree. We're mm, fairly mm. fairly crazy about bald eagles right. and how it they don't really represent like what we would want to be represented as a nation they just they we should have at least picked like the golden eagle because mm-hmm. they're pretty big or it was up for debate that we would pick the turkey and we were discussing how awful it would be if they picked the turkey because then we wouldn't get to eat the turkey on thanksgiving probably because it would be our country bird right. but it would more, be more fitting towards what we want to be and then he made reference to the fact that koala bears this is all coming around full circle koala bears are like the bald eagle of australia that's is that the na- is that like the country's animal? I don't think so. I think he's just like because I made mention of like the kind of food they eat there, and I said, "You mean like kangaroo and koala?" He goes, "Oh no, no one eats koala. They're like that would be like you frying up a bald eagle." Oh, okay. I got you. That makes sense. So, yeah, that that makes a lot more sense. That's my roundabout story about koala gotcha, bears gotcha. from this weekend. It's kind of weird. <clears throat> well, on the same topic of animals, this is something crazy and made me think about our situation a little bit. Um, so apparently right now in Rome, they Ooh. are having rampant over infestation of wild boars in the city of Rome. And that is, they're that running is around. Oh, these don't look that big. Like They're running around in packs of 30, 30 plus. That would and, be annoying. Right, um, right. Annoying and dangerous. Um, they're saying these boars in particular can get up to around, they say an average around 100 pounds. Um but yeah, these aren't like the southern United States boars, which are like can be four to five hundred pounds. Still annoying. Right. They still appear still annoying. to have tusks and probably come at you. Right. They're aggressive in a lot of situations. Um, but what's interesting about it is that in the past they had banned all hunting of these. Or they used to call it culling. But they banned all culling of these wild boars in the surrounding cities. Um, cause they were native, I guess, but the boars have been coming into the city because there's more trash. They've been eating it and they've been breeding, you know, and finding their ways in and out of the city. And so now it's getting so bad that they're concerned that it's starting to affect like businesses, like local businesses, restaurants are having these, can you imagine sitting down in a restaurant in the middle of Rome and a herd of 30 wild boars surround you and you're you know, like, what the- is happening right now? I mean, realistically speaking, the last time we landed in Rome, a pandemic was starting. So it would be our luck if we showed up in Rome again someday mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we were run out by boars. Like it would, yeah. it would make sense. There, so I, when I was, when I was in training in Fort Benning, there was, it, there was in the newspaper there, there was a, a, a guy who had been attacked while hunting on base because the base is gigantic by boars. Oh, wow. And he, and his response was, I would rather go back to Iraq with no body armor than ever come face to face with wild boars again. <laughs> like oh that's saying something like it's this dude would rather be shot at with zero protection at all. They're aggressive to be chased by these. And they're those ones are bigger down there. So they're, they're, these well, ones are like little dogs compared to those ones there. You know, there are some funny comments I heard about this when I was reading the article and they were talking about like somebody would say, you know, how do I kill 30 to 50 feral hogs that run into my Coliseum within three to five minutes while my gladiators are playing? It's like, well, maybe sure. you have some gladiator games with boars. That's what Another I was guy was like, you know what? Use them as a prop. Mm-hmm. Like, as a prop or it justifies reasons to have, you know, assault rifles. <laughs> you just need to start capping those. No, that could be part of the game. Like, mm-hmm. Snipers from uh-huh. up above. There's some good sniper purchase in the Coliseum. Oh my gosh. People would pay road. good money the to hunt baby. boars 
from the top yeah. of the Coliseum. Can you imagine? Can you it's, imagine it's people a, sniping boars in a city like that? It would be amazing. You just hear I would do it. I would do it. It would be incredibly fun. What would I you would pay, pay lots of to do that? that? Yeah, what Ooh. would you pay to do that? Depends on hmm, how long hmm. I got to do it for. If it was like you get the entire day. You get a day. You got to bring your own to gun. You got to bring your own ammo. Oh, you got to bring your own gun and ammo? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I definitely would want... See, there's higher risk, though, because you don't want to kill people. No, no, the um, people would be gone. It would be... They would have to clear... They would clear it out, so it'd be oh, safe. We're not going to shoot around crowds like, or anything okay. like that. Okay. okay. And they'll ba- they'll, they'll even bait the boars out. Like, they'll throw things out in the streets. You could... But you, but you could hit... You You might hit some buildings or whatever, but it's okay. Honestly, it's, this sounds it's terrible, the, but to be able to say I did that in down in the city of Rome... I'd probably pay a thousand bucks to do that. Yeah, I'd pay that. Imagine doing it from like that that perch, like that big white building, the one that we thought was so cool, but everyone thought was ugly. Yeah, um, yeah. Like into yeah, that town Napoleon square, or, like down into that roundabout uh, area. Mussolini, Mussolini. Yes, right. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Or would, the Pantheon oh. dome, like on top of the Pantheon dome, mm-hmm. just like on a perch, a stand. Oh Captain, yeah. It's and it's Captain it's Wild it's for freedom. Like it would be. Yes. <laughs> I'm it's, doing this. It's for patriotic, America. patriotic. Oh, no, for, I'm doing this for Italy. <laughs> yeah, they bring you in. They're like, we brought in some Americans. Like, oh, good, we're safe now. Oh, good, we're safe. <laughs> it's kind of like how the French. We consider the French, you know, like losing all these wars. <laughs> like we're like, oh, we need the Americans to come kill these. Kill <laughs> yeah, wars. we couldn't call it the Bay of Pigs. That's been taken. Yeah, <laughs> we. But we'll come up with some other cool names for us, like, you know, setting Rome free of the hawks. Yeah, yeah, dude. Other countries, though, something really wild. I don't know if you heard about this this week, um, but what's been going down in Russia this week? What's been going on in Russia? You heard about this? No, I have not heard about this. I I meant to actually go look at this article you posted because I was curious about it. This but is it didn't crazy. happen. Yeah, tell me about it. Oh, I'm I thought you were saying here. like this didn't actually happen in real life. This article, I was like, no, it did. No, um, it didn't happen that I went and looked at it prior to just. Gotcha. So what's happening is Apple and Google staff that have been opening up, and and YouTube actually, okay. um, they were recently several of these companies, um, the 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 people working within these actual buildings were taken out and arrested by Russian authorities. Um, and then threatened and coerced basically into saying like, you're not allowed to show these certain, um, it's called the smart voting project. Um, and it's one of the main candidates that was kind of basically saying Russia should not have, should have free elections essentially. Right. Um, and one of the main candidates who has been protesting against Russian, you know, I don't know what you would call it, like monarchy or not monarchy, but autocracy, maybe. Um, <clears throat> he was poisoned and got treated in Germany and then came back and continued to protest what was going on in Russia and not having the ability to have free speech. Right. So um, recently, uh, this this gentleman, his name's Alex or Alexei Navalny. Um, he uh, had several really like kind of influential and impressive videos on YouTube. Well, YouTube just recently took down his videos because they gave into Russian, you know, censorship and demands. Um, and it made me think like the motives of YouTube essentially in that situation, their core values, they say their free speech is a core value of YouTube. Yeah. Right. We saw but that when you, not be that way. <laughs> when, when you cow, especially in this situation where there's, there's evidence that a government poisoned an individual who's trying to have freedom of speech. And then a corporation says, we're not going to allow any of his opposition to be posted. It makes you show, well, your core value is basically to make, to make money. Let's be real. Let's be honest. I mean, YouTube is a subsidiary of Google though, right? Yeah. Well, they bought them. They, they didn't start them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is. I mean, it's money. It's money. And Does, it, if the government doesn't want them and they're concerned about the government blocking them, then it comes down to a money thing, right? Well, a money or the, the country could block them for the country. So like like in China, companies will bow to the fact that China wants something blocked 
um, not because they want to block it, but because they do not want their services blocked in the country. So there's a separate Google that's in China. Right. There's, and there's right. many other types of Googles, like we, the United States has their own. Some of it that makes sense because if I'm searching for, you know, Five Guys Burgers and Fries and that matches a name in another country, you kind of want it to be geolocated to where you're at based on your area, stuff like that. That makes sense. But in those countries where freedom of speech is not a given right that you're born to, that you just have, that's not given by the country, but given by just the fact that you're human and born. Um, they will create different sites based on those laws, which, I mean, you can go mm. back and forth as to what you think. If Russia's saying take it down and therefore freedom of speech, if I was that company, so this happened actually with um, Andrew Torba, who is the owner and CEO of Gab, which got a lot of flack in our country for saying that they have all this crazy stuff on it, which it really doesn't. I have an account on that website and it's not, it's just like Twitter. They just don't take anything down. Like if it's illegal, They've turned people in and they'll even tell you who they turned in and what what came of it that they know of and whatnot. So it is moderated if it's illegal content. But they got they got told by I think it was Russia through all this. They said, you got, you have to take this down or else to block your site. And they sent a letter back saying, we're not in your country. And just oh. that was it. Like they just refused to respond. Like their servers are not in Russia. Yeah, we're not there. We're, we don't. You can't dictate who who and what we right. do as a company. And that was it. So yeah, but Russia could dictate. They could block them in the country. But his point was, I don't care. Like if you're going to block it, you're going to block it. I'm not going to change my content unless it's illegal. Because I'm not the one controlling it. My people, the people who are on this platform are. So they can say what they want. If it's false, if it's real or whatever, as long as it's not illegal, then it stays up. So Mm. there are companies that are there that are standing up and doing things like this. And I encourage people go and look at I mean, You may not agree with everything that he says or does, but he created the company like five years ago because he saw this coming and said, guys, this is going to happen. In fact, um, if you remember, Parler got ripped off. The, well, the I was going to say, is there a difference stuff between too? Gab? Is there a difference between yeah, Gab? Yeah, so the and difference Parler? was is that Parler didn't build out their own infrastructure, and he started to like five years ago. And as they've done it, they have their own servers. He will never disclose where they're located or hosted because Gab, he. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Or Parler? And yeah, he yeah. said early on, he said, "I'm nothing wrong with Parler for me," but he's like, "I'm not going to put my." mine or your information onto someone else's servers that I don't trust. It's all going to be on our own equipment. So they wrote their own operating system and server host and everything. And it's open source. You can go look at it, see how it works. People could even use it to make their own if they want. And they have their own and they've just wound up more servers as they've gained more traffic. And they've now, like, what platform like holds host them though? They like, have their own it servers. Right. But like a browser has to host has to be able to no the like, browser doesn't browsers can block them right browsers could block them but he like they own that domain and you would just go to it so his mm. it's hosted on mm. their physical equipment and it mm. can't be taken down so mm. and and, and they're redundant across the united states in different locations that he said remains to him and his company because he doesn't want people to go after the companies that are so the only way essentially housing. his stuff could be taken down is if it was the internet provider specifically that then right. blocked his sites from being right, which I uh, believe is published. the next. I believe could be the next thing's coming, and that's where right. there's there's companies. Well, because like, Amazon's already done that. Amazon has done that with some things, and we were talking before we came on that like yeah. I had a friend that sent a link in Gmail, and it got flagged as um it, as dangerous content and not recommended, and it was just a regular old news site. It wasn't anything. It was. You know, I can't remember what news what news site it was, but it wasn't any more abnormal than Fox News or CNN or something. It wasn't like it wasn't some random, you know, there's there's random ones where they're like, it's just clickbait. Right. So mm-hmm. and you don't know where the information is coming from or it's just copied pasted from another one. You can see that it was an AP article, but it's on their their service or whatever. And that they have commentary on it, which is fine. It's just it wasn't one of those. And it was just flagged weirdly. Um so you could block the domain, I suppose, through DNS, but DNS is pretty governed at a high, high, high level and won't be flagged like that typically. But there are people now that are building um, other types of domains that are on blockchain that use crypto like tokens 
to get to them, mm. and those can never be removed. Here's, like, here's a question I have at. for you. So, like, Amazon is acting as an internet provider? No. No. Are they're there? Web, are there? They're, they're a a server host. Okay. Who are there? Independent internet? Pro, could could you be your own internet provider? Yeah. Okay. And then, but there are but there are like areas. So it's it is it's kind of cordoned off. So like for instance, our small town has a mm-hmm. cooperative internet provider, and there there are some some fairly left leaning area like people that are trying to get those removed so that they can have more governing control over how that internet works because some of them are a little bit more free and liberal with their speeds and also with how much bandwidth goes through so like out here it is it's unlimited but a lot of comcast they're limited to like 500 gigabytes a month or something like that right and so they don't like that and they want them to be more governed by the actual government but so like s like our internet provider that's in Staten, like the right. main one that we all get decent, mm-hmm. really great actually internet provider from. They're amazing. Um, where does their, because don't they tap into something? Yeah. Specifically? yeah so they, they, what they, do they tap into? They purchased a line and bandwidth through, it, it goes through like main, the main providers, like main internet trunks. If you, people, if you want to see a, a wild map, it's just look up the main internet lines for the world. See, that's where it's curious to me. Like, and the they main go, people, they go like through where like where they have control. You know, like the main. They do, they do and they don't because there there isn't whole internet like governing body that's worldwide mm-hmm. that handles that. And See, that's, that's where, where I get a little nervous. That's where like, I wonder if that ever sketchy. gets. Yeah, and I I think about that too. But they're all through what's called a name service. Like the DNS is like kind of what we use to like look up mm. the address. So like be like, think of it like the phone book for websites. Mm-hmm. Um, if that, that is very centralized right now. If it became what we're going through right now where people started removing domains and links to people and everything, that's where the, the dark web comes into play. And mm. on the dark web, none of it is aggregated by those centralized services. And you have to know the addresses to get there to then surf amongst those. Right. So that's where things will go if things get like that more so than they already are now. Because there's things that are good that are out on those those dark web stuff as well, sure. as well as nefarious. Um, but there are blockchain domains that are being fired up now that do not use those. And they are a... They're not a dark web. I would call them. I would consider them like a parallel economy, much like um, places like Gab are becoming, because people are like, "Well, I want to be able to say these things and have these conversations and not have to worry about having my account removed." And so it's not like it's not the dark web, but it's definitely a, a separate space. Decentralized. A little um, bit. It's centralized, but it's like they they have an agreement that's like this is your content as long as it's not illegal. We're not going to remove it, and that's our deal. Mm, um, and so, and they're all funded by the community. They they just now started doing ads, but they have to approve them. Um, so, oh wow, um, <clears throat> dude, a big thing today that was fascinating to watch, but also infuriating and <laughs> confusing and. Yes. Um, sometimes a little bit boring, but also like you just were hoping that somebody would just be like genuine and honest and not, there was, I think a little bit more candor than what I typically see at a Senate hearing. Um, they have been recently, I will say, cause I mentioned the Fauci one too. That mm -hmm. one was very heated. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of times there there are people that capture the good moments that you can go watch like recaps of them and kind of get the gist of it. Um, this, so it's not but, a three hour, but watch. today's it was the, basically the main generals that General oversaw Milley. general Milley, general McKenzie. And then was it, it was like secretary Austin or something like that. I didn't totally understand that, but I kind of, um, I caught little blurbs. You watched more of it than I did, but yeah, I watched some of the heated points. They were the head, um, commanders or generals overseeing Afghanistan and the surrounding territories and the withdrawal. Um, and it was really interesting to see the questions that were proposed to them pertaining to yeah. how, how come this ended up in such a horrible state. It was disturbing, mm-hmm. to be honest. And the way that they, the way they dodged them, right? 
so like you were sit, we were texting back and forth and then I had to be like you were texting Work. and I had to be <laughs> in a meeting and I couldn't listen to it anymore, but you were still asking questions and I kind of went and found some like kind of summaries and, um, it was a uh, Congressman Holly. I really like this guy. Some people may I think he's like out of him. Missouri. Um, Anyway, he he said to kind of summarize what he's learned from at the Afghanistan hearing is that, number one, Biden lied about the advice that militaries gave him. Um, And we heard that. I heard that part when we were watching it, that Mm -hmm. they asked, you know, did you did you give this? And they said that they had their personal opinions, but he never asked for them to give their advice (coughs) that he worked without it. And this one, this one, this this note in particular, um, the CNN, I think it was CNN or maybe MSN, had an interview with Biden like two weeks ago, and they I, were asking him, Biden, did the military advisors recommend that you leave a certain number of troops, 2,500 troops in Kabul to help with the evacuation? And he said, no, at no time did anybody ever give me any advice about that. Right. And then in today's Senate hearing, basically, um, uh, General Milley, I think is how they Milley, pronounce it. Yeah. Um, basically, like alluded to, yeah, we told him. We told him he needs people there because they said, like, well, what did you say? And what did both of them say? We it was the the thing that infuriated, <laughs> it was infuriated. us the most was that they said, well, we we can't we don't we don't feel like we can discuss that behind closed doors talk. I can tell you what my personal opinion is, and it was as it was exactly the opposite of what actually happened in Afghanistan not that they weren't saying that they they did say like we supported pulling out eventually but leaving some there as essentially it was Trump's plan like it was Trump's plan that they were repeating even though these people weren't Trump fans <laughs> but they were they were like this was our advice well this wasn't our advice this was our personal opinion we can't tell you what we gave him as advice okay right. well then you gave him that as advice like we know that like <laughs> We it it just it was so... weird because they said like they had their opinion and I'll tell you what my opinion was right at that time but I'm not going to tell you what and I think it's honestly like you had alluded to it's it's a legalese yep. thing because like, technically you're not supposed to comment on anything conversation you have with the president I think right I think every that's all confidential no matter what right. and um, we've seen this in some other hearing that some other case cases that we have followed. Um, like the SEC versus Ripple Labs and stuff like that, where they have said, Mm -hmm. this was my personal opinion. It was not the opinion of the agency when it was like, (laughs) well, and and the same thing when they were trying to impeach Trump, mm -hmm. there were several times where his representatives or people would say, listen, I'm not going to say anything as far as our conversations with the president, because that's confidential. And so there is that precedence. I know that, but it was, it was also a Senate hearing. You just want, you're, you're under oath what was the problem? How come it didn't go the way it should? And how do we prevent it? And it was, everybody was basically trying to um, up, be vague and go in circles. Nobody would right. say yes or no either. His <laughs> his second point was that the State Department and White House delayed evacuation to catastrophe, um, which we saw. We saw happen in real time. We all saw it happen. You know, what was it a day prior to it all taking place that um, Biden came out and said, it's not, it's going to be fine. That will, that would never happen that this, that something would take place like this. And within what, 48 hours, it was the worst that we could imagine and bombings. And, and we had 13 dead at least. And, um, we, we watched it happen. And, and now we know from the Senate hearing that most likely he was told that you shouldn't do it this way. Um, mm-hmm. The third observation that they had was that the Pentagon failed to plan for the collapse of the Afghan government and security forces, despite the warnings, which is what we were just talking about. And it's sad. Yeah, it was interesting. Miley or Millie in particular, General Milley, four star. Um, it was interesting because he was he was honest on this perspective. He said, you know, that's something I think we didn't plan for well enough is we did predict and we did want there to be troops remaining in there. But we didn't foresee the government falling that quickly. Like he had said, we had predicted, and there were several accounts of this, a fall we expected probably in the fall, maybe winter time of the government. Yeah. But I, we hadn't expected an 11 he day. Di- he did say that. But the thing people don't understand from all of that, and I didn't either until I looked into it, 
is that we had trained them to work the way that we work, which is often what countries will do. And we will do like, we'll train you the way that our military is trained. And that is that you work in a certain way with certain support that's expected on the ground. Yep. And so they were relying upon us still for air support. So if you remove a hundred percent, they're basically, they would be fighting blind. They would be going to die. And so they didn't fight. And I, you could argue all day long with that, and I could too, to say, oh, I would probably do that, but I don't know, and and we don't know how we would handle that, because if you're going, it would be, it would be an all-out bloodbath, even, either way, so, right. and, and then it, it just, other things that have come out, you know, honestly, ha, have made it very clear that there's, there's more going on, and we had the whole, the leaked phone call with Biden and the, and the previous leader of Afghanistan and stuff and there's just there's some there's some shady stuff going on there um, regardless and that's what they're trying to get to the bottom of it all that to say it's amazing in this day and age that we can go and listen to some of these things take place it's incredibly boring at times but I think also in some of these things it's incredibly important to at least see parts of it because we get so diluted with other things like we already have seen news headlines that don't line up with what either you or I watched take place in that small amount of time that we watch. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just, it's unreal. And I know that like not everyone has time to do all that, which is why we're here having this conversation. <laughs> right. Um, but it's, it is important to, to at least if you're going to have a, an opinion to, to find out from the source. And what we watched today was incredibly frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it, it was just it like was really disappointing these honestly. people there's people that lost kids they lost husbands they lost daughters they lost wives they lost friends they lost siblings in this and it didn't well, deserve to know it didn't need to be right and they deserve to know like who's at fault and it was it, it seemed clear to me at least and i think that we had this discussion prior that General Milley and these other guys are there. It appears as though they're trying to make them the scapegoat, even if they did what, even if they did it wrong. Like I would say, you know, anyone could make mistakes, but it seems like some of these were pretty flagrant and on purpose. And well, here's, here's either the other they thing. did it or someone else did. And they're trying to make these guys have, get it pegged on them. Right. Right. And you know, the difficulty is also we have such high expectations and rigor and standard for our soldiers and for even civilians in private sector jobs and laws that hold us to such accountability that if it goes the wrong way, we can be you know, severely punished and oftentimes easily judged for that. Yeah. But when it comes to this degree of failure, uh, from a leadership perspective, it's oftentimes just brushed under the rug a bit and or turned into such a vague and convoluted situation that we don't get the clarity. And in these types of situations in particular, we need that clarity. We need yeah. that ability to learn from those mistakes because when it's swept under the rug, we don't learn from those mistakes. We don't build on that and improve. Um, and that's a common theme that's unfortunate, but I feel like we're seeing more and more. Well, I find it, I find it incredibly frustrating because I've seen and I've known people who have, who have lived through, um, Afghanistan and have lived through Mm -hmm. the Iraq conflict. And one of them should have been awarded like, uh, I can't remember what award it was, but essentially they saved three people's lives in their Humvee. And they, they were, they were struck by an IED and it, he was in the passenger seat and there were two other guys and they were all like pretty badly wounded, but the driver lost both of his legs and an arm in that explosion. Jeez. And all he had was two tourniquets. And so he quickly used the two that he had, I believe for his legs. And then he used his belt for his arm as just to keep him alive. Right. And he didn't get the award that he deserved in war for saving his life because he didn't use the proper tourniquet for the third limb. And so things like that happen pretty often. And then we do not get accountability for these higher ups. 
Like somebody should be on trial and getting convicted for what happened. Well, and but here's here's what is important to me. I don't want it <clears throat> to just be a scapegoat situation. No, like, I don't either. I want the real. I want whoever did. And it. that's what I'm afraid. If of, Biden like, didn't take. If he didn't take the advice and he ran with it and didn't take the advice from the military leaders that are supposed to be there with eyes on the ground and with the actual evidence and skill and just decided willy-nilly to to call call in and, and push a button or do it to look good, then right. I, th- I think there's something needs to be done about that. That's my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Accountability and... And, and a thorough, legit investigation, maybe a non-governmental third party, uh, you know, unbiased. That's hard because be that's hard idea. because then there there could be some intelligence stuff there, and I get that. But, but maybe yeah. maybe just send him to a timeout. He spent all of his campaign in his basement, so maybe just send him back there and tell him he's in timeout for a while. <laughs> he sees Comfy yeah. there. Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough one, um, but <laughs> super, not to move super, too super light note, super light on a, on a happy note for those of you that are excited about potential Ford EVs coming out. Oh yeah. Um, I actually was, inc- I was, I was, you saw that you posted this and I'm I excited did. to hear about this. I did. Um, I have not, oh, this is not the one I clicked on the wrong bird. Wait, that goes to the wrong thing. Oh, Wait, you have to just click on the top. Sentence. The top one. Yeah, it didn't. I apparently did not space those out well in our notes. Um, yeah, Ford is revealing plans for massive EV and battery factors in the U.S. So however you feel about batteries, I think that eventually they could be clean. I don't think they are now. I don't want to like beat around the bush. I think they're dirtier than they need to be and could be done sustainably and better than oil. Right now, they're not mainly because we do them in China. But hey, if Ford brings them here which it looks like they're planning to, I think this could be a good thing. I actually think that I'm a fan. Um, I think that if we shrink this down to the fact that they are still trying to spend, what, trillions of more dollars, um, that if you want to get out of debt, what you do is you spend less and you work more to bring in more money to pay off said debt, right? I mean, that's how anyone would do it. If you were $10 in debt and you could only pay a dollar per week, but you wanted to pay it off quicker, you would take on some odd jobs or do some side hustle or something and you would pay it off. Well, as a country, what we need to do is bring stuff back here. We need to make stuff. Yes. And be cool. Preach it. And preach it. And do it. And that's gonna that's the most sustainable thing you could do. It could be as even dirty, at the expense of could, us having to pay more. It could be as dirty as heck, and it still would be cleaner if it was done here, because we all know that the process is done over in China is not cleaner. So However you do that, whatever the steps are, it's better if we don't have to do that. And the right. pictures I don't have to show here, but I sent them to Curtis earlier of all the ships, the shipping stuff just getting stuck on our coasts right now because number one, shipping costs so much. And then also they don't have enough workers because people don't want to work because they're getting paid more to stay home than to come and either drive trucks or unload stuff and, and bring them into our country. We could just sidestep all that and just make it here and stop stop funding the enemy. And have less dependency and yep. vulnerability outside of our country, right? That's right. the big that's a big factor there for sure. Yeah. No doubt. In fact, I was so reading all that to be said, I was reading they this were, week. But yeah. on this on this article though, real quick, they are gonna build mega campuses, manufacturing campuses in Tennessee and awesome. Kentucky. Um, and they're saying that's gonna bring in billions of dollars and I didn't see specifically how many jobs, but it was a significant amount. Yeah, it would have um, to be to the the region, which is like this is fantastic. Yeah. This is what exactly what we should be doing. Right. Yeah. So regardless of how you feel how you feel about EV, we should all be excited about manufacturing being brought back here. On that same note, I did see an interesting article. I do not have it in here or even remember where I saw it, but Costco to get around some of this shipping stuff has been renting their own shipping boats to bring stuff over themselves. That's a so bold that, move, Costco. So that they've rented, I believe, four container ships so far Whoa. to bring over their own goods to the U.S. Whoa. Instead of like through other channels because it's just, it's gotten too slow. Oh, yeah. I just looked it up. Yeah, Costco 
is renting three container ships and thousands of containers yeah. right now to wild? shield itself from supply chain delays and rising costs. So eventually Costco might get into the actual cargo ship game. You know, it makes sense because I feel like sometimes I'm sh- that's how you shop. You dodge forklifts and, you know, <laughs> what if they just put Costco's at the harbor? Like, it seems like that would just cut down on trucking. Just... I love. I actually really do like though how Costco's been able to stay in business despite like the the current like um, you know like delivery met platforms we're seeing. It's weird. Although you like, can order it even out here from Costco, they'll sit right, they'll bring which it is to cool. Door. It's kind of expensive, but like it's still but. like a succeeding in-house box. I, I guess you call it box store. I don't know, but it just is encouraging to see like that type of business still thriving. I guess in in this current virtual world it is weird like you wouldn't you kind of wouldn't think it like walmart it's just as big but it kind of has that more feel of like this is chintzy and could be on the internet but costco it's like how are you going to put that palette on the internet like right yeah exactly like they were selling these generators i was looking and costco was like selling these like 250 pound generators and it's like, this is like <clears throat> expensive and takes up a ton of space and you're putting it in a box store. No, like it's, it's not so just some weird. hidden web, you know, warehouse somewhere. It's the weirdest like, thing. Like, it's the only place that you can like buy a plant, your groceries, some Christmas presents, dog food, and get like a worker's comp claim because you get run over by a forklift <laughs> all in like one trip. Like, and they yes. get mad at you and they pay if you really don't good get their employees. enough muffins. Like if you just, people always just buy or try to grab like one of the muffins, but it's, it's a two pack, but you get, a, it's a, you mix and match and they get oh, very yeah, yeah. irritated if you do not take your second muffin pack. I don't oh, know how many times that. I've been stuck in line. I don't buy them cause they're garbage. But like if I've watched them get very mad that people did not pick up their other muffin pack. Don't mess around with muffins, man. Nope. Nate, nothing. What's wrong with a muffin? Nothing. Nothing. Ooh, that was a good one. That was that was super. Um, good. well, that's the main stuff I have for this week. You got anything else you wanted to hit on? You, you hit on all my links. I didn't have to bring them up. Like that was the easiest notes I've ever taken because you just read them for me. It was perfect. Ran through, baby. Um. All right. So I have two TILs. So I will go. Go first. Today I learned that there exists an official registered language which is spoken only in whistle. It is used by Spanish inhabitants on one of the Canary Islands. It's named... It's name. What's interesting to me is that it has a name, first of all. Okay. It's named Silbo Gomera, that which means make any whistle. Sense at all. Which means to whistle. But shouldn't the name of it be like... A whistle. Yes. Right? So, But you can't really spell it. We had so. a... I used to work at a, a place that did just tech support via phone for like a bunch of different companies. This is oh. like when they were all coming online for data and everything. And we took calls from all over the world. It was it's kind of fun. Mm. It was pretty boring, um, but interesting at times. And we always joked about if we would do like Swahili clicking tech support, like what that uh. would sound like. Um, you probably had to have a translator for you, right? Well, we were like just wondering what that call center would sound like. Like, like, how would how noisy disastrous would that sound if it was just like yeah? Imagine a whistling call center. Yeah, and then just like CDMA is in there somewhere, and GSM. All the terms we had to say. Yeah. Okay. Today I learned soccer balls used to be brown or white. The black pentagons were added for television for the 1970 World Cup to show viewers the position and spin of the ball on black and white TVs. That's an amazing shower thought. Or TIL. That's amazing. I love that I learned that. Um, Today I learned snake oil was originally an effective Chinese medicine made of Chinese water snakes rich in omega-3, which can be used to treat inflammation. When immigrants brought it to the U.S., Americans started making oil out of rattlesnakes, which is low in <laughs> omega-13, has no anti-inflammatory benefits. 
and or they didn't have any snakes in it at all. And so that's where the term, you know, it's just snake oil. It was basically a so fraud. But originally it actually the original snake oil was good. Right. That's wild. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah. That it's it seems like we've done that a couple times with things like that's why we have nutria here. They were like brought over because they thought the mink, like mink fur was so expensive. They're like, ooh, we can really? do this with these. And they didn't like them. They didn't huh. do well. And so they let them go. And so they're not native to yeah. here at all, but they're still oh, like this huge pest. Um, they look like an R-O-U-S. Yeah, they do. They're from they're from Europe. They're not from around here at all. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's crazy. All right. Shower thoughts. I'll go first. Go. Left-handed mouse users are probably more rare than left-handed people. It's true. Very true. I don't I mean I'm left I'm left-handed mm-hmm. and I use a right-handed mouse. I don't know yeah, anybody so mouse. I because I work in IT and I have had to mm-hmm. for decades go to like people's desks and help them and yeah. you just use their setup, right? The people that I hate the most are not left-handed mouse users. I'm pretty ambidextrous like I can do most things with with both hands. Right. Like I throw a frisbee left-handed and right-handed mm-hmm. and i'm fine like i eat left-handed or right-handed i don't even pay attention and apparently that's not normal hmm. so a left-handed mouse not so bad a left-handed mouse where they don't switch the buttons so that the inside button is oh, primary yeah, click yeah, yeah. and then the other one is that those are harder because now i can switch in my brain using my left hand if the mouse button is in line with the keyboard with my index finger right so i can reverse that Um, but the people that i that i dislike the most are rollerball mouse people hate it they're the worst yeah that's a tough one that's a tough one yeah but but i would agree there there are rare the most rare are those that don't switch the buttons i've only ever run into like one or two of those in my entire career Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, that's a good point. Interesting. All right, what you got? Uh, high school bands show school spirit by going to the football games and supporting the team, but the football players don't show school spirit by attending band concerts and supporting the band <laughs> members. So true. It's unjust. <laughs> it's unjust. And yeah, maybe some do, ma'am. but generally speaking, the whole school doesn't show up either. <laughs> I agree. It's not fair. It's not fair. All right. When you get out of school at three or when you got out of school at three, it felt like, you know, really late. But when you got off work at three or mm. when you get off work at three, it feels like you're got half your day left. Oh, yeah. Or you got half your day back. Totally. So it's it's interesting to see how well, your perspective changes. Generally go to that. bed earlier, too. Right. Yeah. They're and going they're to bed. Res- at they're like restricted eight. a lot sooner, too. And their day is kind of gen- it's like generally controlled by the light at least back when we were kids more so for sure yeah more so yeah Yeah. uh the first astronauts didn't want to be astronauts when they grew up yeah (laughs) that's a good one yeah they couldn't um oh a baby's first cry after birth is the human's brain's startup sound like a pull cord it's true (laughs) When you yeah. pull on that umbilical cord. When you don't hear that sound, everyone panics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we we also used to joke a lot. We had a lot of jokes to keep us um, alert while working weird hours to cover the whole planet with support. Mm-hmm. And the thing we used to joke about is like Bill Gates in his house coming up with the next Windows startup sound, like what that would look like. Oh. <laughs> Like he's he's a billionaire, everything's done for him now, but he's still in control. That's the amazing. Windows startup sound. Uh, eating a banana, apple, orange, and kiwi on the same day was unheard of 100 years ago. Totally, you'd have to be a baller for that one. Yeah, I, you wouldn't be able to travel fast enough to have them all fresh in one spot. Yeah, that's the no, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, my last shower thought. Here we go. Car guys are the male version of horse girls. That's true. Well, both of them are strangely obsessed with riding things. Yeah. And and spending lots of money on their hobby. 
The only yeah, there's differences. I I would I would argue and remember we had this that time when I thought the girl was joking and I totally made fun of her on Reddit and it was her picture with her horse. Oh, because she was a horse girl. Yeah. 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 And I said like there's nothing crazier than horse girls. I truly believe that. I so I think in this instance I would still make the argument that generally speaking horse girls are crazier than car guys. As crazy (laughs) as car guys are, I, I think they're I think their obsession outweighs. There can be extremes on both sides. But yeah, and I think it's an emotional extreme. obsession too because you, it, most car guys are oh, yeah. emotionally attached with a friendship to their car. Maybe know. some are, but they're and they're a lot of guys are kind of the outlier a little bit. They're mostly just obsessed with like <laughs> it being a car. Um, there was a I remember growing up and there was like an insider edition or something about a guy that married his car. And it was a yeah. That's, there's there's some there's some funky people out there. Yeah, but that's weird. That's not all of them. That's really weird. Um, but I bet. Yeah, I mean, and almost, also you couldn't marry a horse. I bet I don't almost know, all horse think. girls would marry their horse. That's the thing. <laughs> or maybe it would only say a majority. Yeah. <laughs> maybe at least fifty percent. Maybe like maybe. more so. Yeah, I'll concede <sighs> they're both crazy. There you go. So my last well, one is this. There were two dead naked stormtroopers in the Millennium Falcon for a good portion of A New Hope. Yeah. Unless they spaced them. Unless they spaced but they them, did, we just didn't see it's it. It's true. And, uh, some other arguments were that Chewie ate them. Because <laughs> it never really said that he didn't eat humans, just that he didn't eat the ones he liked. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good one. I like that. That's funny. Um, well, that's it, though. That's a that's a buck fifteen, guys. That's a buck fifteen in the bank for y'all. We had a lot of talkative people tonight. I tell you what, <laughs> we didn't we didn't ask we didn't ask maybe we're just not seeing the chat or you guys are just super quiet. We it's totally we should have asked more questions. Yeah, but guys, we appreciate y'all. We hope you have a fantastic week. And um, it's starting to get a little rainy, so look out for those uh, look out for those rainstorms. Yeah, maybe check uh, your carry, gutters. Check your gutters. Clean, Truth. Clean them out. Yep. Yep, I need to do that actually. Yeah, yours would be um, hard to clean. Good luck with that. Some of them would be for sure. I know. A little hairy. A little yeah. hairy. Um, yeah. yeah. So, all right, guys. Peace out. Have a fantastic week. We will talk to you soon. See you guys. Peace.